Welcome to the Help Club for Moms podcast. Each week we offer biblical encouragement and practical ideas to help you know the love of Jesus Christ more deeply and become the woman, wife, and mother you were created to be. We're so glad you're here. It's going to be a great day. Welcome to Mom Tips Tuesday, everybody. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Right. We, Deb and I are so excited to be with you today. And we right off the bat, just wanted to share with you something that happened over the, this past weekend. We were able to go to the Rocky Mountain Homeschool Conference and speak there to a bunch of homeschool moms and just encourage their hearts and build them up for the school year ahead, uh, which was so great and so fun. But the Lord had surprises for us and things that we didn't expect here. We were thinking we were just going to go and talk to some, or, you know, talk to some moms and encourage them about homeschool. And we ended up um, between all of our talks, we talked about discipling your kids. We talked about homeschooling by faith. We talked about what to do when you keep losing it as a mom. <laughs> and as a <laughs> kind of like when these homeschool moms are wearing both hats as a, a teacher and mom, but we realized that um, losing it, and we, we've known this all along, but is a universal thing for moms. <laughs> it doesn't yes. matter what you do. It doesn't matter where your kids go to school or um, how you school them or what's going on. Uh, it is really hard to live in a home with children and most moms lose it all the time. And so, and most moms feel a lot of shame and they feel really bad about it. Don't you think, Deb? I do. I think they do. And, you know, you could tell the sweet moms were coming by our booth and it was packed after that, (laughs) that talk, especially in, uh, I don't even know how long we prayed over women at our booth. So, and for context, this is not a prayer. Mm -hmm. We're, We're at an expo. So basically it's a homeschooling curriculum expo. So the whole, there's like a warehouse size building and it's just full of all these different booths set up for moms to browse the curriculum and hopefully buy it. And so, but we, at the end of our talks, we're like, Hey, we want to meet you. And if you'd like prayer, we love to pray for you. Mm -hmm. So we had this sign up and we ended up putting a chair behind the sign and we just ended up praying for all these moms and nobody <laughs> was praying and nobody was doing this. And it just kind of came out of nowhere. And obviously it wasn't nowhere. The Lord was completely in it. His hand was over everything, but the, the resounding, um, you know, kind of theme that we heard from all these moms was, I guess I didn't realize that I wasn't alone. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that so many moms struggled with losing it on their kids um, and losing it, you know, just kind of like, you're just overwhelmed. That's kind of mm. the sense of what we're talking about. Like, I can't mother another day. I can't do this thing another day. Um, if little Johnny spills his milk again, I'm going to freak out, <laughs> you know, like or if my teenager talks back to me one more time. I'm going to get my car and I'm leaving, you know, so (laughs) but we all feel that and then we all react in our different ways. And so, um, so we had moms and they were crying and they were, and we were praying over them and it was just, we had a flood in our booth of moms and tears and it was just, God showed up you guys. But also at the same time, we, I feel like the reason it's so important to say this today on the podcast is just like those moms are realizing, hey, whoa, wait a minute. I'm not alone. I don't have Amen. to be ashamed. I don't have to feel shame about this. This is something every mom struggles with. 
uh, you don't have to feel alone. And we want to encourage your heart today that you are not alone. You are not alone. We are lifting you up, um, that we are right there with you. So many moms at Help Club are right there with you in those years where it's really, really tough. And sometimes those years are every single year. (laughs) So yeah. So anyways, do you have anything else you want to share about it, Deb? Well, the thing I thought was really cool is I saw those same moms. A lot of them came by the booth again on Saturday because we we had the big prayer booth on Friday. And then a lot of them came by and stopped by on Saturday and they looked Mm. completely different. Wow. They looked peaceful. They looked joyful. And uh, I really feel that God, it just broke off of them. Something broke off of them. God is so good and he just delivered them from their fears. Uh, and it, it, you could tell a difference in their appearance, right? What does the word talk about? What is that scripture? It says, you know, that um, about their countenance, the countenance. Yeah. With your heart, it, mm-hmm. it's, uh, you can see what's going on in someone's heart on their face. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, and it was completely different on Saturday. And I was so grateful to the Lord. It was wow. such an honor. And they're actually talking about giving us a, a bigger prayer booth for the next year. So we can have just like this prayer booth next door. <laughs> right. It was we'll so make awesome. It really good. But you know, the chains that broke off all the moms, they were chains of guilt. Yep. And condemnation, self-condemnation. Mm-hmm. Yep. I am the worst mom. Nobody knows what I'm like in my house. Nobody sees how bad I yell at my kids. Mm -hmm. All these self-condemning thoughts that we have um, from, you know, from the enemy that we've just adopted and been like, Hey, I'll just tell myself these things. And, you know, so I I love what you're saying that when they came back, they were different. I mean, I didn't get to witness that because I had to go home, but that makes me so happy. And oh, look, look at this. So when you just said, about a verse. I just looked one up that I was thinking of. It's Proverbs 15, 13. It says a joyful heart makes a cheerful face, but when the heart is sad, the spirit is broken. Mm-hmm. And don't you feel like those women came to us and their spirits were broken? I their mean, spirits were broken. yeah. And then, you know, it's like, take away the guilt and the shame. Remember all Jesus did. And then it was, gave him a cheerful face. So if that's we just want to encourage you today. If that's you today, if you're feeling like that, especially summer and we're at home with our kids so much more and they're throwing off their routine. And some of us are throwing off our routine as moms. And how do we fill up their summer and keep them occupied and not so bored? You know, uh, you might be sitting here thinking, oh yeah, it's been a rough start to my summer. <laughs> so yeah, it'd be for you. But yeah. And you know what I do want to say, like, even with where you just came from just now, I was thinking about summer. And Crystal, you just came back from a really fun little time with your three little, your three younger kids at at this play, this water park thing in Phoenix. And, you know, I think, I, I think I wanted to just touch base real quick, touch on um, when you are, have your children at home all summer, you really need to do things that you like to do. Yeah. Go out, go out and have fun. That is so good, Deb. And tend to your own heart with your children to where you can have things that you do that you like that you're doing with your kids. Mm -hmm. And so I just want to, I, I remember doing that with my children a lot in the summer and we would go to art museums and my kids loved my, they love art museums. My son, even when he was over and he went to YWAM in London and he even would hop on the bus there and just go to the museums all by himself when he was an adult, you know? Yeah. And so we loved art museums. We loved, 
uh, going to festivals. We loved going to the Museum of Nature and Science and the zoo. And mm-hmm. it filled up my soul to do these little things, but I can't stay in the house. Yeah. You know, I just can't. I have to get out. Like mm-hmm. even with my grandchildren, when they come over, I get them every Wednesday and we go out. Yeah. For a little while, for the morning, we go out. Yeah. Plan something. Something. Plan something. Mm-hmm. Well, my my two older girls, teenager and a tweenager, just kidding. <laughs> um, but they are off to camp and uh, church camp. And mm-hmm. so they're gone this week. And I am with my younger three by myself. Wasn't that sound funny? I'm so used to having my older girls. And I'm like, well, I got to entertain the little kids by myself now. <laughs> so entertaining. And, you know, my, my 12 year old is like, always brings the fun. Like, let's do this craft. And now we're going to make slime. And now we're going to do this. And I'm like, wow, you really like filled my schedule, my little schedule of what I needed to figure <laughs> out. So I just got done telling my husband, I have to fill my days now that they're gone. I got to think about it because my little helpers are gone natural helpers, but Um, but yeah, and, and everybody has their flavor, you know, like some people are like, if I were out every day, that'd be so overwhelming. Right. But, Mm -hmm. but, you know, sometimes you got to switch it up and shake things up and do something new, but I love what you said. Do something you like, do something you'd like to do with your children. It doesn't always have to be away from your kids to have fun. Right. And you don't have to do everything they want to do to be a good mom. Right. Yes. (laughs) Do some things you want to do. Right. You don't have to pretend all day with their little toys. You don't have to do that, you know, for maybe a little, little bit of the day. That's nice, you know, like appease them and do it. But I really don't like pretending. So I don't (laughs) out of that with my kids and I'm not even creative in that way. And so I don't think I'm much fun, but, um, but I'll be like, Hey, you want to paint your nails? You want to do this? Want to do that? And things I like doing. So that's such a good, we didn't plan for that mom tip, but Uh -uh. that's a mom tip. And I set a that. timer so that you don't feel over if you, if you're going to sit yeah. and spend time with your kids and you're not naturally someone who just loves to sit on the floor, set a timer. Yeah. And it's the timer for you, not necessarily just for your kids. It's for you. So you can be like, okay, I'm going to sit here and do this. And then the timer's going to go off. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's mm-hmm. so good. Okay. Well, I'm going to pray and then we'll. Yeah. Lord, thank you so much for, thank you for every mom who's listening. Mm -hmm. Thank you that you just, you see her heart and you love her and you know her, you know her so deeply and in knowing her so deeply, she can rest in you today. She can know that you are her good father who looks at her with pure love and adoration and just, uh, made her God, you made all the different things in her personality and her character and who she is, the depths of who she is. And so Lord, I pray that she would just rest in you today, knowing that she is your daughter, that you are a proud father and that, um, that you have a lot that you want to share with her in her life as she walks alongside you. So would you draw her close to you today and help our little mom tips make uh, some an impact in her home uh, where she feels like a joyful, like Deb says, right? A joyful mom of children <laughs> that she can live in her home in a joyful way um, that makes her feel satisfied and fulfilled. Uh-huh. And we just pray all these things in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Okay. So we're just going to open up our topic today is we're going to give you three tips to connecting more with your kids this summer. Mm, so good. Three tips, not going to be crazy. And these are not going to be life changing. Like they're going to hear some of them and be like, well, I've thought about that before, you know, but there might be one that you're like, 
okay, I've thought about that one before, but I really haven't ever done it, you know, or I really do want to do that. So that's kind of a little preface (laughs) to the tip. (laughs) Oh, but do you want to do the first one? Yes, I will do the first one. And I really enjoy this one so much. I love Mm -hmm. this one. It says, tune in, talk less, listen more, especially with your older kids. Yeah. Tune in, talk less. Mm -hmm. So basically we are, you know, trying to be better listeners as moms. Mm -hmm. Really hard to do sometimes, especially I think when you're in a rough phase with one of your kids. Mm-hmm. hard to sit and listen to them or if they're being a little foolish really hard <laughs> to sit and listen to them yeah silly or or older ones right like saying things and you're like no that's not right you shouldn't think that or you shouldn't talk <laughs> like that or you have a bad attitude or or whatever and I was telling Deb before the you know, before we started today that you know I was as I when I talked to my oldest daughter who's a teenager, my, my tendency with her is that I want to critique her, everything she says, she talks. And I want to say, well, well, I don't know about that. You know, have you thought about it this way? And have you thought that way? And what about this? And you, will you do this? And, and then, you know, she, she's real chatty. So she opens up with me a lot, but I do have something to say about almost everything she says. (laughs) And so I feel like Luckily that hasn't closed the door to her heart with me, but I do think sometimes I walk the line of her being a little bit like, mom, I just want to talk to you. Can you not Mm. say something about everything I say? So that's been, that's been a learning curve. And my husband even pointed out to me that I don't do that with her younger sister, that I have an easy time listening to her stories and whatever she has to tell me. So, you know, I feel like with this mom tip, it's just... If you have a child that you feel like you struggle with that a little bit extra, maybe that's the time like, all right, Lord, help me to just listen, like visually imagine yourself closing your mouth and opening your ears (laughs) because that's what I have to do. And it does help me. And I'm, you know, even maybe last week I told him, I think I'm getting it. I think I'm learning like with her getting older and me needing to let her have some independence and free thoughts and that kind of thing. Um, I think I'm finally learning, but it's been hard fought and it has not been easy. Well, and you know, there is a thing and I have done this many times and it's biting your tongue. That's not just a clever phrase. When you put your teeth down on your tongue, Mm -hmm. like inside your mouth, inside your mouth, they don't have to know you're doing it. (laughs) You can't talk. No, that's true. And sometimes... You know, there have been times that I've just had to just sit there and bite my tongue just a little, not even to where I would hurt myself, but just to remind myself, just be quiet Mm -hmm. because you want to be that one that they go to for friendship and confidence, confidant. Yeah. And if their confidant is always talking and giving their opinion, they're not going to, you're not going to be their confidant for very long. Yeah. Right. But, and especially in the older years, they find, they find other confidants, right. And you want to, you want to be that voice in their life and, you know, you don't want them looking for somebody who will go listen to them. Right. Cause there's lots of people who will listen, but we know that we, we have wisdom sh- to share as their moms in the right season and in the right time, right. When God gives us those moments, but that's so good to literally physically bite your tongue. That cracks me up too. I've done like, it. Thank you. 
Thank you, God, for being. I wonder is that is that in the Bible? Why am Biting I your tongue? I don't. I don't know. I actually just think it's a thing. I'm like, I, it is. It is though. Quick to listen, slow to speak. Right. Yeah. There you go. Maybe and it's such a common phrase. I'm like, that must be in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's funny. And you know yeah. what? I, I love the scripture, Proverbs 20, verse 5. And I love the visual of this scripture. And it's talking about advice, but I also believe that it's just trying to get to understand someone's heart and what's going on in their heart. And it's Proverbs 20, verse 5, and it says, The purposes of a man's heart are deep waters, but mm. one who has insight draws them out. Mm. It's like going to a well, putting your bucket there, and drawing out the water, mm. and learning to be a good listener. And I would also add a good question asker. Yes, question. Yeah, yeah. And you know what you're doing is you're teaching your daughter or your son, how to be an active listener, because, you know, they might marry, like my son, he loves it whenever uh, anyone asks him any questions and don't, I mean, I like it. Don't you guys, don't you like it? Like when someone asks you a question, what do you, you know, what do you think? No, like like you'll say something. And I know a lot of people, this doesn't come naturally. So I'll give you an example. So like you might say some, they might say something like, well, you know, I really like, um, I really like this coffee shop. Mm-hmm. And you would say, well, what do you like about it? Mm. And they would say, well, this, and then you'd say, well, what kind of, you know, what, what do you like to do there? What do you think about? Or, or like some, that's What's an your older favorite drink. Yeah. What's your favorite drink? That's yeah. an older teen question. But, you know, for a younger child, it, they could say that they really, you know, they made this drawing and they come show you the drawing. You say, wow, that's so beautiful. What made you choose those colors? I mean, mm. it's actually good for them cognitively too, but, you know, what, yes. what made you choose that? And were you happy or what, or, you know, were you happy when you were making it? And, um, or something mm-hmm. like that, that little older kids, it's a little bit more, but I do feel that drawing, you can ask God to help you to have questions and you may have a husband that really probably desires you to like my husband, when my husband, so he's, he'll, and he doesn't mind me saying it, but he struggles with anger and mm-hmm. he tries, he prays, he tries, he tries, he tries, he tries. And uh, I used to get really angry at him for getting angry mm-hmm. and that's not very productive. Um <laughs> Yeah. But what I, yeah, it doesn't work. And then, but what I started doing was I started saying, are you okay? You know, what, what are you feeling right now? Hmm. Or did something happen at work? And and a lot of men don't like you to pry, but my husband, he actually appreciates it because he doesn't know why he's angry. Yeah. A lot of men and women don't know why they're angry. And so if you have someone, like if your husband you know, if you can say it in a way where you're not prying, yeah. you know, you're just really trying to get him in touch with his heart. Like, that's what I try to do with my husband. And I'm like, oh man, you've been working so hard. Are you tired? Are you, are you feeling overwhelmed because this happened or, you know, and then he just kind of lets it out and then he feels so much better. Mm, that's so good. And uh-huh. it makes me think of something I heard one time, which was like, I think it was a time I was going, um, I was in like a, a group for counseling mm-hmm. and they were talking about peeling back the layers like an onion. Mm-hmm. So let's say someone says something to you and it's a little off putting, you don't like it. And in this context, it could be our kids, right? Um, they just say something and you're like, 
why do they think like that? Or I've taught them to not think like that or who knows what it is, right? Or they have a really bad attitude. What's their deal? Um, They said, you need to picture anything that's said like that, like an onion. And then your job is to get to that core, peel back Mm. the layers. And what's a better question or what's a better way to do that than what you're saying? Like asking questions. That's how you peel back the layers. You know, let's say like, like my kid, um, you know, she had a bad attitude with me one day and, um, you know, both of them actually had a ton of attitude yesterday. I don't know what their, <laughs> I don't know what their deal was, but, um, you know, if I just, when they're having a bad attitude and being real snippy at me, when I ask them questions or whatever it is for me to say, um, you know, are you having a good day today? What's going on? How are you feeling? You know, or, you know, just asking them a little bit more questions or, uh, is everything going okay with your friends? Or I don't even know. I, I feel mm, like those are good. Yeah. And and trying to take the heat maybe off of you because most of the time as a mom, they where are there, they feel the most comfortable with us. So they're just gonna spew out everything that they have. Mm-hmm. And so we have to kind of know that we're the first, the first hit in the firing yep. line, right? And, and it can be our job to peel those layers and to get underneath and get to the root of the problem. And once we figure out the root, we are not offended because it's usually not about us. Mm-mm. It's usually about whatever they're feeling and whatever's going on. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. You know what? I call it taking a hit for the team because sometimes we, our kids, we are their safe place. And if you've been cultivating, cause I know that with one of my children, I cultivated the talking and asking questions thing and and I was the safe place and and you know still we're very tight but she would also come to me and be super grouchy and snippy mm-hmm. but it just meant that she needed to talk about it right and so I feel like okay I'm gonna just take a little hit for the team yeah. you know? <laughs> take a hit for the team well now my husband knows that whole onion thing and I tell him sometimes I'll be real I've just been in a I'm in a bear in a real bad mood and he'll be like what's going on today? You know, why are you in such a bad like, I don't know. Peel my onion. <laughs> Ask me some questions. I don't know. Help me get to the bottom of it. And he's like, okay, crazy, you know, but it's good. It's like, a, it's good to even have that just flowing around your mind as you get, like what you said, as you take a hit. Okay, wait, I'm going to take a hit and I'm going to think of the onion. I'm going to peel it. Mm-hmm. But that's how you draw it out like deep the deep waters, right? Insight draws out. And so, or what is it? Say that verse again. It's uh, the purposes of a man's heart. It's Proverbs 20, verse five. The purposes of a man's heart are deep waters, but one who has insight draws them out. Insight draws it out. Questions, insight. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love that verse. That's so good. Okay. Number two. So first one, tune in, talk less. Mm-hmm. Tune in, talk less especially with older kids. Mom tip number two, go screenless as a mom for a certain amount of time each day. So this is hard for us because we are in a mode of, we want to control their screens and we're very, you know, especially in summer, <laughs> we are thinking about it. Like if I see you on that screen again, you know, <laughs> and, but if we can ourselves, you know, I, I was thinking today as I was at the pool with the kids. We went, took them to a community pool that had like slides and a few different things. And, um, and I just, you know, left my phone and I don't know, in, in my bag and just sat there and watched them and just watched them go down every slide, watch them, you know, 
twirl around in the water and do all their flips and stuff. And mom, watch this. And, you know, they're, they're going up on the slide and they're waiting for their turn to go in the line and they're waving at me, mom. And I was telling my husband, (laughs) gosh, kids just want you to watch them. Uh Like they just want you to watch everything they're doing and they think everything they're doing is pretty great. And so they're so into it and they, there's so much pride when you watch them. And so, you know, like as they come down the slide, it wasn't like they were doing anything fancy. They're just going down the slide and getting dunked underwater and they, but they come up looking for you. Like, did you see it? Did you see that I did that? And I was just, you know, kind of, and I've thought this before, but just reminded of how much, how much our kids want us to be present like that. And one of, you know, a little thing about this tip of trying to go screenless so that you can be present is that this comes with, don't do any, you don't have to do anything crazy while you're present. Just be present, be available so that your eyes can look at them and not your phone, you know, so that you can notice the little things that they're doing, or maybe you can ask them a question or you have time, like we were saying on the other mom tip to say, Oh, what are you drawing? And who's that? And you know, Oh, I love their face. Does that remind you of anyone? And get into a little conversation with them that you wouldn't have otherwise. And this takes discipline, right? But I think if you can say, I don't know, from one to three or whatever time you designate that works for you, I'm going to put my phone in airplane mode. I'm not going to look at it. It's not going to alert me of anything um, unless it's an emergency, which you can put that in a mode two on your phone and just be present. And I'm, and you know, you don't need to go all day or anything like that either. I'm, we're trying to be low stakes here, but bring intentionality so that you can connect with your kids a little bit more. And I am actually so much happier when I'm not on my phone. Like things don't get to me as much. So that is so good. When we were raising our kids, we didn't even have cell phones. (sighs) I know, right? My daughter got her cell phone when she was 18. Wow. She had a texting phone. My cell phone when I was 18. Yeah, I was like, I know what little machine. This is great. (laughs) I know. Well, she had a texting phone when she was 16. Mm. And then, and man, was that a change? Like, I felt like this is going to sound crazy, but because we weren't used to it, Mm -hmm. I felt like her friends were with us all the time. Yep. That's a good description. Yep. I felt like that we were never alone. We were just always with her friends. And uh, then she got the internet <laughs> phone, the, you know, the, the yeah, yeah. smartphone, smartphone at 18. And uh, yeah, mm. you know, I was going to say that uh, for a man, if you have boys, uh, not only, well, for some children, not only is watch me a love language, right? Mm. Or for boys, feel my muscles is a love language. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, like mommy, look at me go down the slide and you're mm-hmm. feeling their muscles when you clap for them or when they go and find a lizard outside or, you know, whatever they're doing, but boys need respect from their moms. And if oh. you, okay, this is a big deal ladies. If you, okay. We're always thinking about investing in our future. If yeah. you want to invest in your future respect your son because he will marry a woman that respects him mm. and you will have a nicer daughter-in-law. Yeah. <laughs> and if seriously, it's a thing. I if believe you, that. Yeah. If you respect your son, he will not settle for a woman who treats him badly or who doesn't respect him. And you will have a nicer daughter-in-law. 
Like you're setting the tone. You're of, setting the of, tone. Of his, where his bar is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is so good. And I mean, it's true. You know, if you, I, I love that even just thinking about that and it might feel strange to look at your eight-year-old and think I need to respect you. <laughs> right. But of course, I, I, you know, cause we're in that place of authority over them, over their lives, but knowing that you're, you're getting them in the habit of practicing being respected, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's really beautiful. And, and we want that for them. You know, we don't want and the same for our girls, you know, we are setting the tone in so many areas of their life too, but that is really, really good. Deb. Yeah. I Have you ever that. been with a man that has a woman who criticizes him in front of other people? And it makes the hair on my back of my head stand up because I just can't stand it. I can't stand it. And I actually had some friends when my kids were growing up and I I actually stopped being friends with them because I couldn't handle the the all the negativity about complaining about their children in front of them and about their husband. And it it was just draining for me. Mm -hmm. And I cannot imagine having a daughter-in-law like that. And Jack has dated girls that are so sweet. And yeah. really respectful of him. And yeah. so I, I really am thankful. Someone told me that along the way. I don't even know where I learned it, but it was God. Mm. And I'm so thankful. Yeah. And I, I've heard that somewhere before too. So I mm-hmm. feel like that that is a, that's a message that needs to get out. Mm-hmm. I think that's so good. So be screenless for mm-hmm. whatever, go screenless, whatever time of day that you pray about it, see what God would have you do. Um, and then just be available. You don't need to be the craft mom or Pinterest mom during that time. We're not saying to do any of those things. Just be available for your kids. That's, and that's so it. good. And I yeah. love, uh, I have a scripture for that one. It's Ephesians yeah. 5, 15 through 16a. And it's be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity. Mm, that's a hundred percent making the most of every opportunity. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that keeps me up at night. Sometimes I'll just say this part and then we'll go to the last one, but, mm-hmm. um, is what are the things when my kids are gone that I'm going to say, I wish I did more of fill in the blank. Mm. I wish I read to them more. I wish I just sat down and looked at them more. I wish I wasn't on my phone so much. I mm-hmm. wish I wasn't. And I try not to make that a guilt driven thing. I try to make that as like an insight thing. Like, all right, I'm feeling this particular one, or I feel like I haven't connected with this child. And it's making me feel like, am I going to look back and say, I wish I'd spent more time with her, Mm -hmm. you know, like just being with her. And if that's how you're feeling, you know, just like how we opened up, there's no condemnation. There's no guilt or shame about that. Sometimes God is giving you an insight to, hey, just go spend more time with them. Mm -hmm. Seize the moment, seize the day. What can you do tomorrow to spend time with that one child and never feel bad about it? Take it as that God is giving you a special little dose of his insight and wisdom for your child, laying it on your mom heart to go out and do something about it. So, you know, but that is the stuff that keeps me up. And so, um, I don't know if you guys are like me, but it, you oh, know yeah. it's helpful for me to know. <laughs> I don't need to just sit there and feel bad about it. That it just means it's an action point. Mm-hmm. How can I take action on that? So good. Yeah. Okay. So mom tip number three, 
Choose a day of the week to pray for each of your kids to form a new habit. Mm. So I have five kids and I've already tried doing this and I'm going to try it again because the Lord laid it back on my heart. Um, but try to, so I, if I'm going to do praying for my kids, if I have five kids, I was like, I can do Monday through Friday and okay. each day of the week can be devoted to one of the kids. So ask the Lord what day maybe he would designate for each of your kids. And then, um, and I even thought you should, you can ask him maybe like on Sunday or whatever day, get in the habit of going, Hey, how can I pray for you? Is there something I can pray for you about and see what they say? You know, your little one might say, my friend was mean to me, or, you you know, we don't know. Our older ones might say, I don't know, you know, (laughs) but I think what we have to, what this does is this opens up almost like another door to their heart of, oh, mom can pray for me. She, and, and you might find your teenager coming to you and saying, mom, I'm having a really hard time with this one friend. Can you please pray, pray about that for me? You're, you're opening, opening up a door that maybe they didn't know that they had if you haven't done this yet. So this could be a huge opportunity just asking, how can I pray for you? And you can start when they're little, little guys and see what they say and pray for them, right? You know, right there on the spot and then tell them, well, you do know my day to pray for you. And just to think about you Tuesday, every Tuesday, I just sit there and I just think about you and I just pray for you. And it's just going to do something in their little heart. Don't you think, isn't that just oh, man, so, that's so good. That is so good. How does he, he has the best ideas. <laughs> he does. And, and then the last part of that is tell them what God is telling you when you pray. So if you are praying and you feel the Holy spirit moving, write things down journal, and then go back to your kids and say, Hey, I was praying for you this week. And you know, one thing that, that came to mind for me uh, with my kids is my daughter was having a really hard friendship season. Like she mm. just did not have any good friends and she's such a social girl. And this was like killing her. And she just wanted a best friend. Like she'd watch movies and then get really sad afterwards. Like, well, I don't even have a friend like that. And she was, it was just really, really hurting her. And it was a very long season. It was like two years where we just couldn't find anybody. And it just felt really difficult to connect somehow. And so I told her, you know what, Ellie, I am going to pray for you. And I'm just going to keep praying until God brings you friends. And I believe that he is going to bring you friends. I And, and when he does, we're going to be so happy and it's going to be at the right time. And then you just let God be your friend until you find those friends and know that I am praying for you all the time. And then I'd pray with her about it. And so fast forward, she has wonderful friends now, godly friends. They hang out all the time um, and and friends where I, I prayed for specific things and those things came true. And I remember sitting with her one day saying, Ellie, do you remember? Do you remember how much we prayed for this? Just reminding her of God's faithfulness and goodness. And she was, you know, you could tell that she was just sitting there really reflecting back. And she's like, mom, he really did. Like God really did do that. And I think I could have even still been a great mom by just being like, I'm so sorry. You don't have friends. You know, that really hurts me that you're hurting right now. And those are like such nice things to kind of commiserate with your kids or have that empathy with them. But more important is 
trying to reflect back to God's faithfulness. Mm -hmm. And I think the way to do that is prayer. So, and, and showing when God answers prayers and is faithful. So, you know, if you feel like this is something that, you know, God is putting on your heart, like, yes, mom tip number three, do that one, you know, (laughs) doing it for a reason there's, he's, he's trying to work out some kind of faithfulness and to display himself in that way in your life right now. So, um, and again, this is what I have to continually remind myself of and work on. And, you know, I pray for certain kids more than other kids because they're harder to handle. Right. Um, so I get that conviction. Well, you got to pray for those other kids too, but, um, but yeah, I love, I love that one. Just that's trying so to- good. Day of the week that you can commit and ask your kids how they want you to pray for them. And, you know, if you want to take it a step further, you could go to helpclubformoms.com and type in the search bar scriptures to pray for your children. Oh, yeah. And it, you could either ask God for scriptures, or if you don't know, like if you are new to praying scripture, if you're new to praying for your kids, you could, you could. Get that printable, print it out. It's free on our website, scriptures to pray for your children. And then you could start praying some scriptures also on our Help Club for Moms website at helpclubformoms.com. It's how to make a prayer binder. And there's example prayers in that post as well. Yeah. So if you don't know how to pray, and, and I highly recommend praying scripture over your children. That's powerful. You're praying God's words. I wonder if we can just like, if we can link to those. Yeah, actually, I can do that. Absolutely. So yeah, praying scripture is powerful. And I found this scripture that I, I just love. And it's James 5, 16b. And it says the prayer of a righteous person uh, is powerful and effective. Powerful and effective. Yeah. For your kids. For your right? kids. Yeah. And some stuff. Can we just really quick, can we give an example of um, praying scripture sure kid oh yeah and so i think this is really good if you have ne- if you struggle with praying for your kids um if you struggle with knowing how to pray for them or even what to pray for them uh god gave us this big book <laughs> full of things that we can <laughs> pray for and it just makes it the easiest thing and it really is when you pray scripture it feels powerful doesn't it like deb like when you I know that you have done this a ton. So you have such a testimony to share with this. So yeah, show us how you do it. Well, I love this scripture, Ephesians 5.20. And I prayed it for my husband, but I also prayed it for my son for a season when he was going through a really discouraging season. Mm-hmm. You know, when he was a, he had some church hurt when he was a teenager and he just had a hard time. And I would pray Ephesians 5.20. And it is a beautiful scripture. And it says, um, let me see, let me get the right version here. Uh, let me see, Ephesians 5, 20, message, NASB, okay. For he will not often call to mind the years of his life because God keeps him busy with the joy of his heart. Let me find a different NIV. Uh, okay, so they seldom reflect, this is the one I prayed especially when my husband was discouraged or my son was discouraged. They seldom reflect on the days of their life because God keeps them occupied with gladness of heart. 
Mm. And I prayed, Lord, please keep my husband, please keep Jack occupied with gladness of heart, help them to mm. be more joyful and not so discouraged. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. just an example. Because sometimes we so can over reflect mm-hmm. the names into mm-hmm. the verses and you're just praying that verse yep. just like that. Perfect. Just sometimes. Like that. What were you going to say? Sometimes uh, we I was just going to say, sometimes we think too much about our life and we should not like, it's good to reflect on your life, to be intentional and think about things, but you shouldn't just be thinking about the bad things in your life or the mistakes you've made. Mm-hmm. Really, you should be doing what the scripture says they seldom reflect on the days of their life because (laughs) God keeps them occupied with gladness of heart. And if you're discouraged, maybe that's a scripture for you. Say, Lord, keep me occupied with gladness of heart. Help Mm. me to be more joyful mom. Yeah. Oh man. I love that. I don't don't know any mom that doesn't need to pray that Mm -hmm. (laughs) actually thinking about it. That's so good. Um, Well, I'm going to recap our three. So mom tips, to connecting more with your kids this summer. Number one, tune in and talk less. Number two, go screenless as a mom for a certain amount of time each day. Ask God to show you. And number three, choose a day of the week to pray for each of your kids to form a new habit and ask your kids how you can pray for them. So those are pretty simple and sweet. And we hope that these encourage your heart today and that, you know, and always that you just feel like you're in good company as we chat, you know, and that you're with like-minded moms who have the same struggles as you, who understand that we all want to follow the Lord and walk in his ways. And it can be hard to do, but reminding and encouraging each other and building each other up. Like that's what we're all about a help club. It's just, we know we have this path before us and we want to walk it well, but we need to lock arms with friends who can encourage us along the way. So hopefully you felt encouraged today. And uh, Deb, do you want to pray for us? Sure. Okay. Lord, thank you so much for today. Lord, we are so thankful that with you, uh, your mercies are new every day. And so today's a new day. Tomorrow's a new day. We don't have to compare ourselves. We don't have to be sad because we weren't uh, connecting with our children yesterday. We can start doing it today in the power of the Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit. So, Lord, I pray that we would not look back. We would look forward, keep our hands to the plow, look forward, keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, Lord, keeping our eyes on you and not thinking about the things that we're not doing. And so, Lord, I pray that today uh, you would speak to my friend listening today about how she can start connecting more deeply with her child and God, that you'd give her the time and the energy and the wisdom to know how to do it. And I just pray Lord, that uh, my friend here, whether it's a mom or a dad or a mom and dad listening, God, that they would cultivate stronger relationships than ever before with their children, that they would be their children's confidant, that they would grow up and be best friends. Just like my son-in-law last night, he was so cute. I asked him, you know, aren't you just loving this season with little kids? And he said that he's excited. He loves it, but he's excited about when they're adults because he loves how we all talk to each other and our best friends. And so, Mm. Lord, we pray that over our children, that they will grow up and be our best friends and our husbands, especially best friends, Mm. bless our relationships in Jesus name. Amen.
Amen. Amen. All right. Well, until next week, we hope that you guys are having a great summer with your family and we will be praying for you. Yes. And don't forget the mom tips to our uh, mothering kit. We have 15% off at myhelpclubformoms.com. We have the most phenomenal mothering kit this month. My favorite is in the prayer section. I mean, prayers for your home, the home section. And it's a wonderful little questionnaire that you can print out for yourself, Mm -hmm. asking the Lord about your daily rhythms for your home how to dream yeah. with God. Oh my goodness, you guys, it's phenomenal. So you We're can talk about dreaming with God this month and dreaming with God is incredible. So if you've never done it, I mean, we have a whole video on there and a whole like little thing that activity you can do. It's for your heart as mom. So you definitely want to check it out. Yeah. Myhelpclubformoms.com. Yes. And 14 day free. You can get it for free. free. You can go go. print it off right now for free. (laughs) (laughs) We would love to see you over there. So we hope that you have a great day. Thank you. We love you guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.